for the sake of this podcast, my name is Danny Tina um, or Danny T um, or Danny. So my background right now, I work in a nonprofit, but, you know, previously for about seven years, I've worked outside doing different um, manual labor style jobs. Um, I started off as a recreation technician where I was basically a glorified shit cleaner where I cleaned pit toilets, picked up trash, but I also did other really cool things. I helped out with uh, the fire crew a lot where I was previously working and then I decided I wanted to be on a fire crew out west, and I did, and uh, you know, I really loved it. I did about four seasons of uh, being on a fire crew. Very cool. And did you spend a lot of time in the forest? Or yeah, you... um, growing up. Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, what did, did you cover, like, um, northern regions of Arizona, or did you cover, like, farther down south? regions of Arizona? I like to say the portion of Arizona that I worked in was like the eastern portion of Arizona, about like the center to like the northern portion. Okay, very cool. And how many times did, or how, how much time did you end up spending in, in these areas? Um, with this particular story, I spent two seasons on a crew in that area on that particular area. My other season of fire, I spent on the same forest, just a different district, just a different area. Okay, very cool. And why don't you just go ahead and lead into the story, but before we get into that, why don't you tell me this one particular thing? Have you ever, is this the one weird thing you've experienced uh, while you were out there, or are there like other little nuances that you've experienced over time? Um, there's definitely little nuances I've experienced, um, you know, when working, but some of it, you know, I, I don't know if it was necessarily paranormal. Sometimes it felt definitely, um, purposeful, you know, for example, like the first time I ran into a bear was in Arizona and I just remember something about it was just like kind of weird. And I think something led me to run into the bear. I know that sounds weird, but, um, I would say, honestly, my whole life though, I've never really had any on it experiences I couldn't explain. Okay, very cool. So nothing, no no crazy out-of-this-world experiences over the course of your time out here. Now, why don't you get into the, the main story that we brought you on to talk about? So just, I guess, start from the beginning. What happened? Sure. So um, my first season of being on this fire crew, I was working on a forest that is generally really well recreated, a lot of um, developed campsites, but that, that's more so in the northern por portion of the forest where I work. It didn't have a lot of developed campsites, so if people wanted to recreate there, you know, they kind of had to work for it a little harder. There's not a lot of roads out there, um, and it's not that traveled. I mean, you know, people definitely go there, but it's not busy. Um, the fire crew I was on, it was a smaller um, type two initial attack crew. So it was about 10 people on this crew and we had two duty stations, one, um, at a lower elevation where all the for the rest of the forest employees worked out of and a duty station that was up a really mountainous windy road up in a higher elevation that was really remote. Um, and at this duty station, um, 
there was an old Forest Service ranger station there and um, a newer double-wide trailer that was more so recently put in. And um, when we when I used to work there, there was no cell phone reception. Um, so typically the crew, um, when we weren't working during the day or on a fire, we just spent our time, um, you know, using a projector to watch movies or playing horseshoes outside. Um, so for the creepy story, kind of just to add as a, like a predecessor to the story is that my supervisor on that crew, um, had some creepy stories related to this, um, duty station at higher elevation. Um, one of them was that he was cowboy camping outside. Um, cowboy camping basically just means that you're sleeping, not in a tent. You're just literally sleeping on the ground. And um, he said that he kept getting a weird drop of mucus on his face. And he and this area has a lot of ponderosa pine. There's a lot of tree coverage. And, you know, he wasn't necessarily under a tree. So he said it wasn't tree sap. And it just didn't feel like tree sap. Tree sap's like a lot more sticky. Um, he said that there was no one else out there. He even like yelled out to see if anyone was messing with him. And there was just no one there. Um, so he told me the story and one of my other coworkers said, um, ever since that happened to my supervisor, my supervisor never slept outside again. So I do believe that he was telling me the truth and not just messing with me. Do you guys want me to keep going? Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say that sounds like, um, okay. you know, that definitely sounds like he's a little freaked out more than just, you know, some fun hazing. That sounds like he, he was really disturbed by something. Real quick, um, yes. can you explain what a type 2 attack, you said type 2 attack crew? Type 2 initial attack crew. Like, what, what, is, what is the responsibilities yeah. of that? Like, what is, what is that? So a type 2 initial attack crew is a crew that is meant, um, so it's not tied to an engine typically. Like, you know, in, in fire, there's people who are tied to engines. There's hotshot crews, there's smoke jumpers, there's hell attack crews. A type 2IA crew is kind of similar um, in the sense, kind of similar to a hotshot crew in the sense that they're not tied to a particular like big piece of equipment like a helicopter or engine, but it's like we're a standalone crew that is meant to put out small starts. So if like lightning starts in the middle of nowhere and the and the fire district decides they want that fire put out right away, they don't want it to spread, then we go in there and we put out that small start. Okay. okay. So it usually, yeah, it, it usually is like a lot of hiking into remote areas. And in this particular forest, there is no, not a lot of roads. So there was okay. hiking. All right. Well, then continue. Okay. So um, to my, for my creepy story, um, you know, like I said, I experienced some weird things, but not too many. And, uh, this particular day was July 4th and, or it was near July 4th. I just, um, know that, um, we did our work day and, you know, we were just, like I said, doing what we normally do, just playing horseshoes outside, having a good time. And, um, the next day, day I knew we were going to have a PT hike which is just a physical training hike where you have to like have your gear and you you know which is about 45 to 50 pounds depending on what you're carrying and you know we basically just hiked up 
no trail, just straight up like a mountainside. So it was meant to like really be challenging. And that being said, I, I knew I wanted to go to bed early and I went to bed before the rest of the crew people were still outside hanging out. And, um, I had my, I was sleeping in the double wide trailer. I had my own room and I just remember my bed was right next to a really large window. And this double wide trailer, like this window itself was probably like, I would say like six to seven feet off the ground, um, to be honest. So, um, you know, the trailer was raised a bit and I slept with my head right under the window. And I remember I started to doze off, but I still felt awake. And I heard one of my coworkers outside the window asking me to come outside. And it was really normal, especially like it really felt like this particular crew member was literally, my coworker was really outside saying, hey, Danielle, come outside. Oh, I just said my real name. That's okay. Uh, so, and uh, during this time, I, uh, you know, just said, no, I don't want to go outside. And they kept beckoning me. Um, but slowly but surely, um, their voice started to change to a deeper, raspier, angrier voice. Um, they started cursing at me. They were saying, get the fuck outside, you motherfucking bitch. And I just like froze. Um, I just remember, um, I couldn't really move. Like I was literally just frozen in space and I was really scared. Um, it was actually kind of a demonic voice as well. And, um, I just laid there while it was yelling at me. Um, eventually it stopped. I don't really remember like what happened between the time it stopped and between the time I fell asleep, but I know I woke up the next day. I felt really weird. And, um, I wanted to ask my coworker about it, but I, like I said, it just felt weird asking a question. Like, were you standing outside my window last night? It just felt weird to ask. Um, that's really all I have. And that's the story. You know, the only thing I could maybe Maybe what it was could have been sleep paralysis, but like I said, I don't know. I don't. I don't get sleep paralysis, so that's my story. It's kind of um, scary. It's scary. So to have have someone that I, I don't know how close. I'll, I'll say someone that's close to you in a sense start like screaming at you, and when you say demonic voice, I kind of I picture their voice being deeper than it normally is right i mean it just wasn't their voice anymore oh yeah yeah yeah. so i mean that 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 alone is kind of creepy and you said this was out out when you were um in the middle of nowhere correct yes this is um very much out in the middle of nowhere there's not a lot of roads out here um you know, sometimes we'd see cars traveling up the road, but this is nighttime, hmm. and uh, it's pretty rare that you'd see a lot of cars out at that night or just random people. So I guess what I want to ask is this. Let me make sure I'm getting the story right here, Sue. You heard this voice, and it was your coworker, but it wasn't yeah. your coworker. Well, that's what I'm suspecting. And the one thing I forgot to add, too, was that, you know, when you have that feeling that someone is near you, like right. you could feel someone's presence near you, um, it kind yeah. of it felt like that. That's also the one thing I forgot to leave out is that, 
with like, you know, I, my, my head was towards the window and I sleep, I was sleeping on my side. I remember distinctly, I was sleeping on my side, kind of curled up and I just felt like, almost like felt their shadow over me looming over the window. It wasn't like their head was just peering. Like if this person was pretty tall, like this particular coworker. So like they maybe could have just like reached their head to the window, but I felt like someone was looming over me. What's particularly weird about this entire situation is let's 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 um take into account what if your coworker was fucking with you, right? Like it was supposed yeah. to be some kind of joke. Like they were trying to scare you. Yeah. Why wouldn't they bring it up the next morning? Because that would have been the entire purpose of it. Would why wouldn't they be like, oh, how anything weird happened last night? You know, like trying to poke fun at you, and you know that's the whole point of it. You know why? Right. They would have expected if they were the ones screwing with you. Why didn't they say anything about it the next day? Yeah, and you know, on a fire crew, it's common that people will fuck with each other. I mean, you know, people will like rock each other's gear packs. Like they'll put rocks in their packs just to weigh them <laughs> down more. Like people do fuck with each other, and like this guy in particular. Um, I could have imagined would have, if he was actually fucking with me, I think he would have tried to make it even scarier, to be honest. Like, he would have really tried to fuck with me more. Huh. No, that's really weird. If you know what I mean. Yeah. And also, how tall was and his yeah, window? No, they... Was, like, was it person height, or did he have to be taller than he normally was? Um, from what I remember, like, he, this guy was about, um, about six feet, like, he was pretty tall, and I think that his head might have just reached the window, but like I said, like, whatever was out there would have been, like, looming over me, so they would have had to be even taller, and, um, yeah, like, the next morning, we all had to be ready for a PT hike, and, you know, it's the morning, some people aren't morning people. Like it was just mm -hmm. a regular morning for, for everyone else. For me, I felt kind of weird. I was just thinking about the previous this so, experience I had the previous night. What? Let, let's say it's not because I mean we're thinking it's not. It wasn't your coworker. So let's say it's not. What do you yes. think it might have been? Um, I don't know. I know there's a lot of like lore and folklore. Um, throughout Arizona of um, different paranormal creatures. Um, you know, some people talk about, I remember distinctly, like you mentioned skinwalkers, and I just remember like, um, you know, we've had plenty of nights when I was on that fire crew just gathered around the fire, and we would call them SWs at night because we didn't want to like invite them in, I guess. That was like one thing. Um, yeah, one so, thing with um, skinwalkers is you're not supposed to talk about them when you experience encounters right. with them, because that would bring, like, bad juju. Right. And here we are talking about them. Um, oh. So, yeah, yeah I mean, I, I would have no clue. I honestly don't. I mean, I know in that region, you know, some people, if they're, I mean, this is just one thing I've heard, and this is all through, like, word of mouth. Like, obviously, like, this is not... Um, scientific research and i don't know i'm 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 a skeptic until i see something different but i don't want to see it um if you know what i mean so some people even believe like bigfoot is kind of in that area if there is a bigfoot in arizona but like i said i don't know i mean i don't know if i believe in that either so 
I don't know what it was. I couldn't really explain if it was my imagination or if it was an actual like entity. I've had people pull out of the show like straightforward that they've pulled out like last minute because they're afraid to talk about skinwalker encounters. Like we've done how many episodes four now of skinwalkers, I think. But like there have been many more opportunities for us to do them. But like last minute, I've had like three people pull out because they're like, look, man, every time I talk about this thing, a bunch of weird shit starts happening. Like, I'm just I just can't do it, man. And then, you know, we never get to right. interview. So, you know, it, it really sucks. And the whole purpose of this podcast is for people to be able to share these stories because, you know, what's our what's our saying, Nana? You know, it's your experience and we're not here to tell you otherwise. And, you know, the show's not about us. That's not why we do the show. It's not people don't come here to listen to me and Dane, you know, talk about, you know, a bunch of random shit. They, they come here to hear these stories that people have because, you know, people are seeing something out there and. You know, whether it's a skinwalker story or Bigfoot, you know, there's there's just too many of these stories for it to be, oh, it was a bear, you know, oh, your mind's playing tricks on you. Like, there's something going on out there, whether it's what people think it is or not, there's something to these stories. And, you know, I think your story is a perfect example. I don't think your friend was, you know, fucking with you in the middle of the night. I think that certainly something happened. As for what it was, I, you know, I, I don't know if we'll ever really know, but I mean, it's definitely really, really creepy. Yeah, I remember being, like, distinctly pretty scared, and even for me, like, in that area, even, like, at night, it was kind of always creepy being outside. Like, if I was outside by myself, it was not something I took. I mean, I was typically, at night, not outside by myself. I usually just, you know, stayed in either the old ranger station, or I stayed in the double-wide trailer. So... Do you know the uh, the history of the area that you were staying in? Like, do you know if there were previous fires or maybe, um, I don't want to get into, like, CSI territory or, like, you know, homicides or animal attacks, or do you know if there's things of that sort that could lead, or it, in theory, could lead to a, a paranormal activity? Um, You know, honestly, yeah, I think this area, like, has an interesting history, and I think it's, like, I mean, it's a pretty remote area, and, um, you know, one thing is that, like, there have been some really big fires. Um, I feel like if I say what the fire is, it kind of just totally gives away where this area is. Um, So there have been some, like, notable Arizona, Arizonan fires. Um, Some, the thing about this forest was what was weird and, like, we had a fire lookout um, who would stay in a tower and look out for lightning starts or any smoke that he would see on the district. And he just, you know, explained that the district itself is just interesting, you know, because after that big fire, like it definitely torched a lot of the fuel. Um, and it was almost just like a pocket that didn't get as much fires as other places because I had a pretty significant fire. I do remember at the time also, um, this area, um, like in the ranger station, one of the refrigerators had like a posting of a like most wanted ad for this guy in Arizona. I forget where he like lived in Arizona, but he like shot his family and was on the run. Wow. And, uh, yeah, so <laughs> I don't remember the guy's name, but 
I think that was something also that was kind of notable. So to to talk about that, the reason the the most wanted poster was there is because this man was known to be in the area. Yeah, like he was. Um, well, I I don't know about that particular area, but you know, he I know that like the on the most wanted ad, it described the person as like a really avid outdoorsman. Yeah. Um, and someone really experienced in the outdoors and. Um, you know, honestly, the only people who are really out in this area, like there's some ranchers dispersed throughout the area, but that's really it. Mm. What what I'm kind of leaning towards, because let's let's take the it was it was your coworker, and throw that out the door. Mm-hmm. So let, let's isolate it to this was an extra not extraterrestrial, but like a paranormal slash, you know, type of experience. I, I'm kind of yeah. leaning towards like something was really out there and it was trying to get you to leave leave the safety or the comfort of of your little your little space. What was it? A trailer? You said. Yes. Yes. So let, let let's say they were trying to make you leave the trailers. Kind of what I'm thinking. Yeah. Right. I, I don't know, man. Like it's really hard to pinpoint these things down because so how we do this is we generally categorize stuff. So. Um, there's, you know, extraterrestrial kind of stuff that we deal with, which is, you know, flying saucers, little green men, little gray men. Then we have, um, Sasquatch, obviously, which is the, like, bipedal humanoid primate that we, you know, get into. And that's really easy to classify, you know, stories like that. But when we get into the paranormal stuff, man, it's fucking weird because it's like, there's all these subcategories and there's like, there's demonic and then there's like... I don't know if you really classify Wendigo and Skinwalkers as, like, cryptids or paranormal or what they are exactly, because, like, we don't really know what the fuck they are. So, like, whenever we just hear this, these kind of stories about just really weird phenomena, it's hard to categorize this, and I really don't know where, where I would put this one other than it's, it's displaying mimicry, which is, you know, that's a sign of demonic kind of style stuff, but, I mean... I don't know, man. It's in the middle of a forest. Like, you know, it's it's weird, man. I don't know how to categorize it. I really don't. I'm I'm right. definitely shooting towards paranormal because uh, to get into the, the debate territory, skinwalkers, Bigfoot, uh, Wendigos, all that stuff. I classify that with cryptids, you know. And then the paranormal is I I group because I guess the stuff is somewhat subjective. There's it's objective and then subjective. So you could say a ghost. That's that's paranormal. Everyone will say that. But uh, to me, when you when you group in stuff like um, reapers, for right. example, uh, I'll group that into paranormal. Or when you group up uh, stuff like astral projection and the sleep paralysis entities, I group that with paranormal. But some other people might just put that in glass. No. Yeah, and I have one other story of that area that someone else told me um that was also just like a weird experience for them and um like i said i like had that experience where i ran into a bear um and like obviously like i mean there's a lot of bears there's actually like a ton of bears in this particular area like a lot of them and um i just remember like i so this area also used to be like an area where there was logging but um you know so sometimes like we do pt hikes where we would just run into like random like old dozers that were like broken down just left in the middle of the woods um 
So like, um, this one, so yeah, like when I ran into the bear, I found like an old logging road and I just took the road. Like I was actually heading back to the duty station at this point, but I just decided, Oh, I'm just going to take this road. Like something pulled me onto the road and that's where I ran into the bear. And like I said, I know this sounds, it's, it, it's weird for me to like say this cause it makes me sound like weird. It makes me feel like people might think I'm weird, but that's fine. I don't really care. Um, I later on in my fire, like later on in my career of working on fire, one of my coworkers who has been doing fire for like 16 seasons or so was like, yeah, my first permanent job was where, um, he used to work. Um, and he told me a scary story for him that was in this area, in this region where there was like an area near a Creek that was like known to be an area that you just don't go into like ranchers told him like when I lose cattle down there I actually don't go to retrieve them and this coworker of mine was like well I'm curious now so I'm going to go out there and basically there's like a, a kind of like an old road that could kind of get you to this point but you have to hike like a few miles in to actually get to this creek and he said that at a certain point as he got out of his car and was hiking about a mile and a half in towards the creek, he had this overwhelming sense of something not wanting him there. And this particular guy, like he used to be a range tech, like he's been stalked by mountain lions before. So he said it was totally different than that. Like something distinctly did not want him there. And he really couldn't hike much further until he had to turn around and as soon as he like basically started heading back when he was like about a mile from his truck, he felt a lot better. Things just felt normal again. It's fucking weird. I wonder what's happening to those yeah. damn cattle out there. Cattle mutilations, right? dude. That's some creepy shit. Like one of the first interviews that I ever did off, off camera, this guy never came on. He was this really old guy. Like I think he was in his, he was, he was old, but something back in 75. And his, uh, he lived out in Tennessee, and his neighbor had a cattle mutilation incident. One really weird, isolated cattle mutilation, and cattle mutilations always freak me out, dude. By the way, to our viewers, we now have updated the website. There's now a research tab. If you go down there, you can read all of these stories that I reference. Um, people that don't come on, we still write out their stories and talk about them, um, and you can read read up on them. So, link in the description. Go check it out. But that story is in there. And cattle mutilations always freak me out, though. Like, that one's, I don't know if that's extraterrestrial or some type of, I don't know, man. Like, it's just super fucking weird. Super weird. Yeah. Yeah, and, and for a rancher to not want to retrieve cattle lost in a yeah. certain area is a pretty big deal. Because ranchers, I mean, that's their livelihood is the cattle, so... So do you do you know why they don't go down there? Like, was it was it ever explained, or is it kind of just like... You, you don't want to know. You just don't go down there. There is some lore. And, like, obviously, it's, like, important to maybe, like, you know, emphasize, obviously, like, everything out here is basically stolen land from indigenous people. And, like, I guess in this particular area, um, I think that when colonizers or, you know, people were coming in, taking over the land and having these battles and these fights with indigenous people, um, you know, there is that lore. I mean, obviously that's happened there. Yeah. And, um, you know, 
there, there, there is some of that that was noted in terms of like lore in that particular area. So you're, you're kind not of... so much lore. I mean, it, it actually happened. Yeah. But, I mean, uh. You're kind of alluding towards that's like a no-go zone because of. I don't want to say the atrocities, but of bad things that have happened in that area, leading to it to be, um, you know, kind of just like superstitious. I think so. Like, if I were to, like, make my own judgment, is that, like, basically, maybe there is some type of entity that could be out there that's kind of just trying to keep its, like, just kind of guard certain land, possibly. I don't know. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, there's definitely, like I said, I mean, people talk about SWs as we sat around the campfire, and even my supervisor... You know, when he had that incident with the mucus outside, he thinks it wasn't like a malevolent spirit. He thought it was actually just like something that was just messing with him to mm-hmm. be fun. You know, I think that there are things out there that maybe can mess with people just for fun. Whatever I was feeling that night was not fun. It, it didn't want to have fun. I think it wanted me to. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I can't even imagine if like I went outside or if I acknowledged it anymore. I mean, I just froze. And I stopped yeah. talking to it. I think that, um, well, A, it is good you didn't go outside because <laughs> yes. who knows what would have happened. Um, but I, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I loved your story. I really do. And um, Thank you. Yeah, no, that's really, really uncomfortable, certainly, to be talking about, especially in you know, out in the middle of the forest, that that would really unnerve me for a long time. And yeah, I don't know. I don't know why. So how, yeah, that's just really uncomfortable. I don't really know what else to say. So I guess we'll we'll kind of move into a new new section here. I say we. Uh, what what do you think is um, possibly out there? Do you think that like what's your opinion on things like um, Sasquatch and stuff like that? I, I personally like. With the Arizona Sasquatch stuff, I don't know. You know, it's I think it's a little far down. I 100%, you know, with, with the evidence that we have, like the Sierra Sounds and the Patterson film and a lot of stuff like that, and now we've got those new 2020 vocalizations out in Canada that are the same as the Sierra Sounds this year. Um, I, I 100% believe that there's some type of, like, bipedal primate out in the um, northern regions of, uh, like, from Canada down to almost California, probably, that because oh, there's a lot of untouched forest regions up there that, that just go straight up through. So, I want to... Right. So, what do you think about... Um, I guess we'll start with Arizona Sasquatch. Do you believe that that is something that could exist, or do you believe that these things are just exclusive to these upper regions, or if they exist at all? Yeah, I don't I don't personally um like I said I'm skeptical until I see something different but I don't necessarily want to see it. Um I think that in terms of yeah, there's like there's been places in Arizona that I've gone to where I'm like, wow, like this is almost like Mars, I feel like. It's just so interesting and and remote and something like I've never seen before, but I don't personally think if I don't personally believe so much in Sasquatch. I think if there is going to be any Bigfoot type Sasquatch type creature, I actually believe the Himalayas are where there might be that because I mean, I just think most places have been traveled through now. And I think like the Himalayan mountains, like where the Yeti is known to be to me, if there is going to be 
anything out there would be like the Yeti because the Himalayans are like pretty extreme in a way. And all animals there are really elusive and hard to find. Yeah, 100%. Like, if you talk to, like, people that study certain, like, endangered species, like, if you talk to tiger biologists in, um, where is it, um, in certain areas of China, that, that they know that those animals are out there. But the biologist will tell you, you'll be lucky if you see two in a lifetime, like, in person. And I'm like, that's, right? that's shocking. You know, that's an animal that we know is there. You know, what, what, what if there's something that has even smaller populations that we don't know is there? You know, we, we, we would right. never see them. You know, there'd be maybe one or two accounts from a handful of people. But beyond that, you know, you'd never hear about them. So. I mean, you got to keep in mind, we discover new species of, you know, anything from frogs to insects to fish to, uh, I don't know, mammals like squirrels or some shit like that every single year. So you can't really discredit. Well, I haven't seen Bigfoot, and this group of one million people haven't seen them either. But they don't exist. But what about what about that group of four thousand people over there that have you know had evidence or seen or heard, like Daniel, for example? So I see. Are you ready to wrap it up? Uh, I I think we covered everything. Yeah. Really. Um, I really liked your story, and I thank you for coming on, hundred percent. And that was uh, I had a great time talking to you. Awesome. I had a lot of fun talking to you guys, too. Uh, thanks so much for uh, being interested in my story and letting me uh, talk to you guys.